Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Kinetic Impressions Movie News. I'm Arnie. And I'm Andy. Uh, today we're going to be talking about a whole heap and lot of uh, movie news happening in the world. Uh, first of all, we're going to talk about Christoph Waltz has a dick, dictatorial debut entitled Joytown. That's exciting. Also, J.K. Simmons is going to team up with the man who made Angel Has Fallen with Gerard Butler to make a STX a college football movie, and then finally, Indiana Jones 5 is on its way with a spectacular cast and absent Steven Spielberg. Christoph Waltz, that man we all love to hate sometimes in movies, has uh, got himself his directorial debut in a film entitled Georgetown. I'm going to read a little bit of the article here from Collider.com. Paramount has just released the trailer for Georgetown, Christoph Waltz's directorial debut. The film stars Waltz alongside Vanessa Redgrave and Annette Bening in the strange two-story of marriage, murder, and deception. The film will arrive in select theaters on May 14th and will be available on video on demand starting May 18th. Uh, now, I do also have this New York Times article pulled up. It's called The Worst Marriage in Georgetown. It is a fantastic, like, fascinating read. Um, and it's another one of these movies based on the New York Times article. Isn't that funny? Also, this article is also available beyond the paywall, so you do not have to pay for this article. It is a fascinating story of intrigue, murder. It's, it's one of these stories that, you know, it's about a man who's a gold digger who tries to rise in the ranks of socialism uh, in, in a socialite world in Washington. Very fascinating. Drew, you watched the trailer. We can't play the trailer here. Uh, but, sir, what do you think about Christoph Waltz's directorial debut here? At least, at least the trailer itself. Oh, it's interesting. I love, I love, I love me some Christoph Waltz. Anybody does, right? Like every everybody Absolutely. should. I don't know why anybody would hate on this guy. This guy is like, literally, like lived an entire life prior to American acting in his own country, where he rose through the ranks and he finally got his break here, and now he's just doing the best he can with it. So, for him to finally be directing something, I'm excited about it. He's he's been with some of the best over the last couple of years. And so it, it can only mean good things, I think. For sure. And I, I actually really like this story for him. You know, Christoph Waltz has made a, a career of playing scoundrels. You know, like he always plays sometimes the villain, sometimes, honestly, he, his, his most notable roles have always been the villain. Um, and he's just really good at playing that kind of conniving twerpy kind of person right um and in this trailer which again i can't play it but it's really fascinating right you know it tells the story of a man who finds someone who is down on their life uh, so the kind of the crux of the story is that uh, this woman who is a very wealthy woman her husband dies and then christoph waltz enters her life constantly nagging her for a date constantly nagging her for an audience and then eventually what happens is and this is tells you in the trailer but also in the in the actual article that this woman uh, uh, abruptly gets murdered somewhere and somehow and uh, of course he becomes a suspect and this becomes a tale of murder and intrigue and i really like that for christoph waltz and i'm very intrigued to see what he can do with the story as a director uh i've never seen anything of like he's never written anything he's never actually directed anything so it's it's fascinating to me to see a first-time director and them do something new you know um, I also really like the aspect. I really like Annette Benning too, man. I haven't seen her in a lot of stuff in a long time. Right. I really, really like Annette Benning, man. Right. Like the last thing, I mean, like the last thing we saw her in that was major was American Beauty, it felt like. But yeah. I'm sure she's done smaller stuff here and there, but like I don't remember her being in much, right? Absolutely. She at least not lately. She definitely does the uh, Oscar fair stuff, you know, all the time. But oh, for yeah. sure, she has not done something like this. Uh, it's something like like a thriller in a really long time. And she's a really fantastic actress. There are a lot of things in the 90s that she's really good at. And actually, there's a lot of things in the 90s that she does as comedy that's really, really good as well. Yeah. Um, and we saw I her like we saw her come back in Captain Marvel. Like that's the last time I actually saw her. And it had been a while since I've seen her in something that was like that notable. I don't know. Like that mainstream is, is what I'm trying to say. 
No, for sure. And it's really, it's really refreshing that we're going to see her in something like this because I think she can really nail some of this like kind of like uh, just really like thriller aspects. But she's also the one in the cat and mouse game where she's trying to figure out if Christoph Watts murdered her mother. You know what I mean? I just I really like to see that aspect of them too. And Speaking then, of and uh, together. Christoph Waltz, did you see that like uh, that video that was circulating? It, it circulates every couple of years of him like in Austria doing like a children's program in like a unitard. No, I have not heard of this. Um, uh, but I will find a screenshot if it is available to I find shared on it with the you. internet. I actually shared it with you in the document. If uh, Oh, absolutely. <laughs> if you want, if you I have the it. document pulled up here. Is it here? Let me refresh here to make sure it's in there. Yeah, you, just, like, you should watch a little bit of it, maybe pause it, and then like, you know, show it on, put put the little screenshot on there or like whatever you pause it in the... It's it's quite funny. So like I think the premise is like Chris while you watch it like Christoph Waltz is like doing some kind of New Year's program for I it I could be Oh my kids. god. I don't understand the language. <laughs> so uh he's doing some children's program during New Year's for kids in a like rainbow colored Yep, there it is. <laughs> rainbow colored <laughs> unitard and he looks young. he looks like Michael J. Fox young in um back to the future doesn't he oh my god look yes he does <laughs> he does look like michael J. he really does oh my god look at him and he he's still got little, the mannerisms i know he does the little curtsy looky there he goes doing the curtsy and then he talks and like he has i don't know man it's just it's god, so fun to watch 1977 bro 1977 bro that was fucking like almost like a solid 15 14 years before i was born this dude was on tv yeah. and is in austria this guy's been acting forever that's what i'm trying to tell you is like he's been acting for a solid you know for a solid longer than i've been alive career yeah he's had a solid career in his home country and then when he finally broke it big here He's just trying to take and do whatever he can with it. And I, I respect that. <laughs> Absolutely. Dude, big shout out to Inglorious Bastards. We reviewed it. Fantastic Always. film. Fantastic mm -hmm. movie. Love that movie to death. Um, gave us the, the prowess of, of Christoph Waltz and the ability that he has. And I am just super excited for his directorial debut. I hope it's good. I, I, I've said this before. I'll say it again. I think actors can make fantastic directors because everything falls on them. And like the clip you just showed me, showed me this man has been in the movie business, at least in the acting business for so long right. uh, that I, I mean, what could go wrong here? It just, it looks like a fun cat and mouse caper. I love the, I love the premise. Uh, and I, I'm all on board for this. Um, I also definitely check out the article. And definitely, I mean like Christoph Waltz is, has made his career here by being a villain. Even, you know, like he is one of the most vicious characters that you can see on stage. He just knows. He knows he how to like take in that persona. And I love, I love just, there was like a line in that, just in that trailer that said something like, uh, you don't want to be a servant all your life. Do you? And he's like, you know, I don't. And I was just like, and it just, it turns some kind of like, you know, fun-loving kind of crime thriller into, like, something psychotic very quickly. But, I mean, like, not actually psychotic, but you know what I mean. Like, Absolutely. Absolutely. I am I'm so into this, and I love, I, love, I love his characters. And when he plays a really good villain, it's so nice. Because he has this quality where he seems like a very, very unhinged person, but also a guy you can, like, hang out with and have a good time with, right? It's this, like underlying just kind of sinister growl that he has within his characters and i'm just mm -hmm. i'm interested i'm totally interested in, in in this in all of this all of this um i do want to shout out um that uh i forget if this tells us who the director is um but let me just make sure okay yeah okay so the guy who did this is the guy who did proof and the lake house so, you know, uh, kind of a kind of a storied Oscar-y kind of guy. His name is David Uburn. Okay. Uh, sorry, he's the guy who wrote it. He's the guy who wrote it, right? He's the guy who wrote it. Um, so he does like these, he does these kind of like, you know, kind of highbrow movies 
that are a little bit like more Oscar-y and stuff like that. But I, I, I like that he is a guy who has done, who is a storied uh, a writer who is helping a very, very uh, fresh director in Christoph Waltz. So 100% yeah. think that the right people are in place to do this good. And I'm, I'm excited, 100% excited, man. I mean, like he, he does, he did do a story that we've talked about here on uh, Movie News with, with our storied actor turned director, Elizabeth Banks. He did do that Charlie's Angels script. <laughs> so, like, let's hope it doesn't pan off to oh, Charlie's okay. Angels. <laughs> did he do that? Did he do that? Okay, well, we and, will see. You know, honestly, I've never seen that movie. So I he, can't poo-poo it too much. He actually wrote this screenplay <laughs> before Charlie's Angels. So... Oh really? He wrote this screenplay before Charlie. Yeah, because yes. he's because Christoph Waltz has been attached to this movie since 2015. Yeah. Okay. All right. We'll see. We'll see, man. We'll see what's up. We'll see I mean, what's up. Like I, I look, I'm looking at it. Another credit of his is the Lake House with Keanu Reeves, which I think is, <laughs> I think I think was a good movie. I don't know what everybody else. I thinks. believe it did all right. I believe it <laughs> I did it all right. Good, I thought. I no. I'm just saying like. Me personally, I thought it was a good movie. Proof was a good movie. Um, yeah, Proof was totally good. Yeah, yeah. Maybe maybe there was other people at fault in, jo- in Charlie's Angels. Maybe the writing wasn't at fault, but you know who knows. I like when you watch a mo- like Arnie when you watch a movie and you review it. You're like, this writing was fucking terrible. Or, <laughs> or it was like, we got to credit the writing when the cre- when the credit for the writing is due. Yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah. It's all- <laughs> 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 I could definitely pinpoint some bad, you know, because you can yeah. tell sometimes in a movie when like the actors are fucking bringing it in a terrible script or the director is fucking doing everything it can with terrible work. Or when the writing is the one thing carrying this whole thing and the director just doesn't know what's happening and kind of just fucking filming things or like the or, you know, when everything is great, but the actors kind of suck, which is what Tom Cruise does. Tom Cruise knows how to pick writers and directors because he's not the best actor. Right. Um, right. But you know, just things like that. But but, but you know, you know, let, let's, let's digress. Let's digress. Yeah. Christoph Waltz directorial debut. Hopefully, it's a good one. It looks like a fun movie. It looks like a fun caper. Looks like he's gonna be deliciously sinister, like he always is. So you know, let's 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 hope. Let's hope. A film called National Champion, which will also have my man, the man, the myth, the legend, J.K. Simmons, and this is a movie about college football. I'm going to read a little bit from the article here from Collider.com. <clears throat> After first working with together alongside Chadwick Boseman on the action thriller 21 Bridges, Stephen James and J.K. Simmons are returning for a college football movie, National Champions, which is getting its game face on at STX Films. In a change of pace for him, Rick Roman uh, from Greenland will direct from a script by Adam um, Mervis, who adapted his own play of the same name. That's right. This sports drama is based on a play. That's not really the STX model, but the play actually sounds pretty interesting. From the play, National Champion examines the big business of college sports as the story follows a star quarterback, James, who ignites a player strike 72 hours before the biggest game of the year to fight for a fair compensation, equality, and respect for the athletes who put their bodies and health on the line for their schools. I love everything about this. Um, In the same vein of any given Sunday, I really... Whoa, 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 whoa. Well, not, no, 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 let's not give it that acclaim yet. Not, not no, that. <laughs> but you're in the bank. I'm not saying it's the same kind of Sorry. movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, mean, you just hit me. You hit me hard because that's it's one of my favorites, man. That's I got one of my, you. I got you. But the, like, this is not your Remember the Titans, okay? No, this no. is not your Invincible, right? This is this is a little bit more on the controversial end of the sports spectrum. It, you know, it's in the same. Uh, je ne sais quoi of that movie when it's talking about the business, the raw business of football and how it affects its players, how it affects the people around the players and the and, and all, all of that together. I love that aspect because, you know, I, look, I mean, a side note, sports fan thingy here, college, college sports players of any kind, of any ilk, 
get the short end of the stick so much. Colleges make so much money, billions of dollars on the backs of just football players. And I, I'm glad that this story is going to be told. And I'm happy that something like this is going to happen. And, and I, 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 I want to talk about a little bit about uh, the, the director as well and J.K. Simmons in general. But Drew, what, what do you think about this story? What do you think about this movie kind of in general? Oh, dude. I mean, I, I'm excited. I'm excited just because of the main actor. The main actor comes from... I, well, I'm excited for all the same reasons you are. It sounds like uh, there's some... There's a good motive for this story first of all uh this sounds like something that would be mainstream i remember when concussion came out uh with will smith will smith was kind of like carrying that with the nfl so that like they would post you know that they would show something that like something's been done for the players but i don't think it was like widely received like i mean not many people watched it it wasn't a big movie it wasn't a blockbuster movie so we can make something that's like a blockbuster movie that shows what football players go through day in day out and what they put their bodies through and everything you're saying. I think that'll go a long way. Um, this guy that you have right here on the screen, Stephen, uh, Stephen James, is that what you, is that? Yeah, uh, that's yes. Stephen James. Yes. Or Stefan. Maybe it's the Stefan. Maybe I'm saying it wrong. Excuse me. Yeah. But he, um, he's been in a lot of good stuff. Okay. Yeah, sure. I mean, like just, just what's right there on the screen is, uh, he's been, he's played Jesse Owens in race. He played John Lewis in Selma. Um, he, he was co-starring with, uh, Chad. He played John Lewis? Tw- yes. Oh my God. Yes. Really? Wow. Yeah, and he, he was, uh, he co-starred Chadwick, yep. Chadwick Boseman in 21 Bridges and, um, and he, he carried an amazing movie in if bill if bill street could talk what what a beautiful uh underrated movie that was all over the oscar nominations uh if not last year two years ago i believe two years ago and so this guy this guy's no rook you know what i mean like he's not he's not been it's not his first rodeo he has been in and out of great movies so far and to put something like I'm already thinking like just putting something like J.K. Simmons next to him and getting a whiplash performance from J.K. Simmons as a coach and a Jesse Owens in race performance from Stefan James. I, I think it's going to be uh, some magic work in there. Uh, absolutely. I, I you know, um, I haven't seen many of these movies. I saw Selma for sure. I don't know if I remember him in it. Um but this guy it has a stout career, and sure. I think he is poised for sure for some greatness here. Um, and, and like let's all not the gate. Of course, you put that on the on the head of here. J.K. Simmons, him and J.K. Simmons together, I think was is is a. I think like those two together, the acting prowess, the 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 chemistry. If it is there, if the chemistry is there. This is going to be a fantastic acting powerhouse itself. Um, and I, and I, I just, I just want to k- kind of go back to the story here. It is about, like, they, they give us the premise right there. It is about the biggest game is coming in 72 hours. The players are on strike. That drama just feels like it is rich for some incredible storytelling. And I'm really excited for that. Um, I do want to talk about a little bit of the director here. His name is Rick Roman. Um, now he hasn't done like Oscar-y, you know, kind of these like big budget, um, you know, contentious movies. He's done action films, um, just you know, kind of raw, real action films that are actually quite good. Um, I, and uh, Angel Has Fallen was a decent movie, and actually a lot of people feel was the, one of the best in the series of the you know Has Fallen series as well. But I, I also think that he, he, the acting in his movies are really good. I think Morgan Freeman and Gerard Butler bring it in those movies. Uh, he also did Greenland. Greenland was a, 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 a critical success. I don't think, I don't know if it did really well, but it was a super critical success. Um, I forget what exactly what it was about, but I know it was a massive disaster film. So this is a director that is not only used to bringing really good, um, uh, uh, performances out of out of his actors, but he's also really good at doing action. And I'm really interested to see what a good action director can bring to a football movie. 
That's you know what I mean? That, it's funny that you say that. I mean, if you just scroll down, his number one thing is actually stunts. If you look at his credits yeah. for stunts is like the biggest yeah. thing he's credited for. You're right. Including like the first thing I saw was Gone in 60 Seconds, which is like the third thing down. Oh. It's like this guy's been in. And like he's been in movies since like the last one I noticed was uh, I don't know why there was stunts in Flowers in the Attic. Which is like, oh my god, really fucking weird. That you is know, hilarious. You know what? I know exactly what that movie is about. in the attic. Dude. I know exactly what that's that movie is about. Third, dude, that's his <laughs> third movie credit. Look, uh, scroll up a little bit. Oh, you know, right there. You just passed it. Yeah, right here. Oh, flowers yeah, in the attic. Flowers stunts. in the attic stunts. In and I was like, what stunts? what stunts were in the attic? I mean, like Jesus. You'd be surprised, bro. But he, yeah. he has amazing credits of like Lethal Weapon 2, Days of Thunder, um, Tango Cash, Rapid Fire. I mean, Universal is, Soldier. I love that movie. Yeah, like there's there's a good amount. Of, he's so like been I think around. He, he's going to bring the action. What I really like about what you just said though is that he has writer. He wrote the screenplay to Angel Has Fallen. So a lot of the success that oh. Angel Has Fallen oh. got was because he wrote and directed that movie. Um so when uh when we when we say in this podcast, which is often, that like we we really care about the people who end up directing films because you know they're the guys who've been in the thick of it the longest and have been there the most. Uh this guy obviously has done stunts for movies since the 80s. Uh he's been in the thick of it. He knows what's going on. He knows what what falls on what department. Um uh, and so, like, to see him write a screenplay and have that much success, uh, he's written stuff, you know, here and there. But, like, to uh, I think Felon was not, like, that bad of a movie either. Uh, I don't think it, like, made too big of a name for itself. But No, but the, I've also heard really good things about the acting in that movie as well. Because he, that's the thing, he, he, has, he has really good actors in these movies, for yeah. sure. Um, at he like, has action movie actors, which is is crazy. Yeah. And like we've uh, we've talked about it on this podcast before, is that like um, Gerard Butler was holding this genre by himself. Like yeah. he was literally like he's been carrying this genre uh, when we're not talking about uh, Fast and the Furious movies. <laughs> um, <laughs> like Gerard Butler has this type of like uh, this like what's left of the MI5 kind of type like action style that we remember from the mission impossibles. Yeah. He's that guy. Or I, I actually put it, put it more of like what we remember from the Steven Seagal movies kind of type thing. Like this guy's going to take it on his back because like the, the James Bond movies, they're all that genre is always going to try to be there. And uh, I mean, I mean, not, not in these times because the James Bond movie keeps getting pushed back for 10 years, but it's happening. (laughs) That genre is always going to exist as a big blockbuster movie, but the, the smaller action movies, uh, that, that Gerard Butler has been famous for. He really took to another level. He took to, from a straight to DVD level to, um, some people are going to actually watch this in theaters. So we should release it. hundred percent. Yeah. And I, I think, Bringing that, that, that's kind of the reason why I even brought up the Any Given Sunday uh, reference to it because that was directed by. Um, oh my God. That uh, was so good. It's so good. Uh, it, it was directed by um, Oliver Stone, right? If I'm not mistaken, Oliver Stone directed that. So Oliver Stone, very like, yeah. It's such a genre movie, but the the actual football action of that movie is like set in a dark stadium it's raining most of the time and the hits you can feel them it's because you know oliver stone directs like usually political thrillers but he he directs political thrillers with action especially back in the day yeah but i mean like for someone uh who never played football in any kind of major capacity uh, it really that darkness kind of really sets tone to like what the field actually feels like. Mm. It does feel like that in the in the bowl of the stadium in the in the you know down on the on the yeah, turf. Yeah, because like every you know like we, we look at it and it's all like you know we see it on TV and we see it white balanced and we see it all nice, but it, it is really down and like it's just down and dirty, gritty 
football, and I really loved what Oliver Stone did it. Um, but this ca- the cast for any given Sunday had real life football players all over it. I mean, Jim Brown and Lawrence Taylor, some of the greatest people were in there. Jamie Foxx actually played high school football in Dallas. <laughs> so yeah, um, yeah, hundred percent. He, he he's a Dallas uh, native. Shout out to us. Or shout out to Arnie who lives in Dallas now. Yeah, and, yeah. Um, Jamie, like Jamie Fox, like took that persona. He took it a little too seriously. I, I just because we're talking about any given Sunday, my favorite, my favorite mode of any any given Sunday is that he took it a little too seriously and punched LL Cool J because he, was, <laughs> he thought he was like a method actor, and he punched LL Cool J, and LL Cool J was really pissed off, and like they actually started fighting, and Oliver Stone's oh like, my- keep rolling. Just keep rolling. We're gonna, <laughs> we're gonna get this. <laughs> I'm gonna watch that movie again just because you said that. <laughs> I'm like, oh my god! Like when I heard that story, it was just so like I like I love like I love everything about it, and it's early Cameron Diaz, Al Pacino. I mean, it's it's a good movie. So like that's why it's like when you breathe it, like you know when you just breathe the same words, yeah, <laughs> in any kind of sports movie. It just means it's going to, I find this movie any given Sunday as important to uh, as the same importance as training day was to cinema training day kind of changed the evil guy (laughs) and, you know, changed, changed like the way we do uh, without, without training day, we don't get um, Heath Ledger's Joker. I don't know why I think that, but like, I just don't think we might like we might have gotten the same thing because it changes that kind of like okay. evil villain mindset to be like this guy can do stuff. I mean, he's just because you're a villain doesn't mean you you can't be creative and you know like and like have a meticulous uh, like a meticulous process to everything. And I was like, I don't know. No, I I, I, I totally get what you're saying because like. A really good villain is one that truly believes he is doing good. Yeah. And that is exactly what Denzel Washington brought to that character. Yeah. And so, like, think of, like, that kind of context, but with a sport. Because that's what it feels like in any given Sunday. The whole time it feels like they think they're doing good, you know, because they are trying to win for their team and everything. But it is far from it. You know what I mean? It they they have to sell their souls, risk their bodies just to get the thing they want the most. And that's what any given Sunday really showed us. Yeah. Uh, yeah that, that's it's it's, it's it's 100%. And that's the whole reason I was bringing this project in the same ilk. Yep. No, it, I it, understand. It, yeah. It, 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 I, I, I hope with the director bringing that kinetic energy to the screen is going to be fantastic. I want to see J.K. Simmons and Stephen, uh, J.K. Simmons and uh, and Stephen James really be together in scenes and have that chemistry. I think that'll be fantastic. You mentioned Whiplash, a J.K. Simmons band director Whiplash being a coach to Stephen J- to, to to Stephen James's quarterback like that. In a, in, a, in a movie directed by the guy who did Angel Has Fallen, it, yeah. just, it just sounds so, so good to me. I'm so excited I mean, for that aspect. And it's not like we had to be given Whiplash. Like, I'm sure, you know, if, Whipl- if Whiplash didn't exist, we would still be saying, um, like, the character he played in Spider-Man, like, can you imagine, <laughs> like... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, what's his name? What's the character's name? And in, in he played Jonah Jameson, bro. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. could you imagine Jonah Jameson coaching football? That's insane. Like, yeah, we would dude. just still be like excited about it <laughs> because it's J.K. Simmons. But uh, yeah, man, I'm excited because J.K. Simmons has just done. Uh, he was really good in Twenty One Bridges as well. Um, I think that's where he was, right? He was. Yeah, the- he was in Twenty One Bridges as well. He did that with Chadwick Boseman for sure. Yeah. Yeah, uh, dude, I'm just I'm all excited about this film. Uh, I really want to see it. I, I I just I love every every aspect about this. I'm really super excited. We should definitely review it when it comes out for sure. Um, yeah. But yeah, I'm totally super excited for this. The concept is incredible. I think the story definitely definitely needs to be told. Um, college athletes go through a lot, and they do not get the recognition 
financially that they truly deserve. And that is pointing, this movie is pointing a light to that on the big, 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 big scale. And, and I think that's important. Um, it's important for pop culture to recognize that about college sports. And, and I just, uh, I, I'm, I'm ecstatic that the people behind this movie are behind this movie. I'm really super excited for that. Hey Arnie, hold on, hold on, man. I'm gonna let you finish, but I just wanna say something real quick. Chad Bozeman uh, is the best male, he should have won the best male Oscar. <laughs> I, I just don't want to interrupt that. He should have won best male actor in the Oscars. Hundred uh, percent in Kanye fashion. I just wanted to go ahead and interrupt you and say that. <laughs> For sure, Shadwick Boseman, uh, who who was snubbed in a very spectacularly underrated and very strange Oscar ceremony last night. Uh, but yes, should have won best actor. Didn't. They thought he was going to. This is why the actual Oscars was kind of kind of weird this year, for sure. I mean, I've never seen an Oscars that ended at, in uh, "We will accept uh, the Oscar in his behalf." Bye. That can happen. Yeah. yeah, like it was. It was just so awkward. He's like, "We're gonna we're gonna accept the award in his behalf." And then, like, just yeah. walk off the stage. That's the end of the Oscars. Are you serious? Like, yeah, I mean, they they wanted to end it in a big fanfare for Chadwick Boseman because he had actually won a bunch of other awards uh, yeah. before. So they thought that maybe he was the one who's going to win it. So they kind of like set up the Oscars. They actually introduced Best Picture first, and yeah. then did Best Actor last because they kind of felt that that was going to happen, yeah. but it didn't. Um, kind of side note, Anthony Hopkins was asleep during the Oscars, so he didn't zoom in to do because <laughs> he's it's like four o'clock in the morning where he lives. Um, but he actually did do an acceptance speech today, and in it, he did give a shout out to Chadwick Boseman, uh, and was like he was a fantastic actor. Um, definitely left us too early. So you know, big ups to Anthony Hopkins. Don't have anything against Anthony Hopkins. Fantastic oh, actor. Guy. He did a fantastic job in the, in the movie that he won. But yes, Chad enough. Yes. Yeah, yeah, for sure, like for sure, hundred percent, hundred percent. All right, my man. I, yeah, I think we did it. Yeah, I think we did it. I think we did it. Indiana Jones five. It's happening. It's coming. However, absent one notable human being, Steven Spielberg will not be back to direct this movie. In fact, James Mangold of Logan fame will be directing this film now. There is no word on the script. No word on what is going to take place in the movie. I will read a little bit from this article from Collider.com. Plenty of other familiar faces are returning behind the scenes, including John Williams, the legendary film composer who scored the previous four Indiana Jones installments. Producer Kathleen Kennedy and Frank Marshall are also returning. Indiana Jones 5 will be the first in the franchise, not directed by Steven Spielberg, though he will join John Kennedy and Marshall, too, uh, to, uh, as producer, Spielberg opted to pass, to pass the torch to a different director last year. And rumors that Mangold was being considered as early as February, when Collider spoke to Marshall last year, he told us why Mangold was the perfect choice to take over. His love of the franchise. He's a wonderful filmmaker. I think he also has a relationship with Harrison. He, it has all of the right pieces coming together at the right time. He went on to add that Spielberg was still involved. We've got the best of everything. So, like again, not, no, not really clear exactly what this movie is going to be about. Um, I will speak about James Mangold and his prowess as a director, uh, but my man, uh, Drew, what do you think about the fact that Spielberg is not coming back? I mean, like, it's just, it's it's a dark year for cinema, first of all. I mean, it's it's obviously, or like, literally, it's literally been a dark year. Literally, yeah, <laughs> and, absolutely. Um, and it is, you know, metaphorically a dark year. Um, but, I mean, like, it just goes to show you, man, like, I mean, the, um, it's, it's the passing of the torch. And I don't think this has, you know, we were talking uh, last week about the Rocky films and stuff like that and the passing of the torch from um, Sylvester Stallone to our our heartthrob uh, in the Creed series. And so, like, I mean, you know, that that alone is, like, just kind of showing you that, like, uh, studios are ready to do these films with or without the people that kind of created them. Um, and I, I don't know. 
I hope it doesn't speak for the quality that we get, but you know, I think it's going to definitely say that it's going to be a different film, you know, for sure. Um, what do you think of this cast, man? I like this cast. This cast is incredible. Um, the 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 breadth of cast that is in this movie is a pretty. It's pretty like so. The main characters that we have here, we have Mads Mikkelsen and 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 is it, is it Phoebe Waller Bridge of 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 Fleabag? Um, yeah, yeah, yes, absolutely wonderful, wonderful actress, and 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 Maz Mickelson, also another incredible actor as well. We have, of course, Harrison Ford returning as well, and I believe that's all we know at the current moment. But like these actors are really good actors, and they're really like like Maz Maz Mickelson plays an incredible villain. He always plays the villain. He is perpetually perpetually tied to being a villain, but he is a wonderful, wonderful villain. Plays a great villain in the first um, of the current generation, James Bond. Yes. Casino Royale, one of my favorite of his roles, of course. Um, I, I, I love that. And Phoebe Waller-Bridge, it's, it, it, it speaks to the script of how good it is, why they're bringing in such good actors. You know what I mean? That's what I feel. Did, you know what uh, I mean? Did you know, like, the? did you watch Solo Story by any chance? I watched a little bit of it. I actually kind of fell asleep during the last half, but I did watch a lot of it for you sure. You know, uh, like L337, the, the robot, Childish Gambino's robot? Yes, 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 yes. That's, Fee- that's Phoebe Waller-Bridge. No shit. That's fucking yeah. hilarious. Yeah. I do love her comedy, man. She I is hilarious. Think, I think it's funny that she's the robot in the solo story that doesn't have the old Han Solo. And now she's gonna work with the old Han Solo. <laughs> you know, hundred I mean? like, percent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She, she, she worked in the Harrison Fordless, the Harrison Fordless uh, solo movie, and Han Solo movie, and now she, she gets to work with him. Uh, but no, I, I love Matt. I was gonna mention the James Bond thing. I, I thought he did. Um, Mads, Mads Mikkelsen does an amazing job as being the villain. He was uh, very creepy in the Hannibal series. He was great in Doctor Strange. Oh, that's right. Doctor Strange is one of my favorite movies for some reason in that Marvel Cinematic Universe. I think it's a great standalone film. And he's an amazing counterpart to Stephen Strange. And I think he like he does such a good job crossing my fingers that he comes back in some other Doctor Strange movie somehow even though he's been defeated but. yeah no for sure uh, he's 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 just just like we talked about christoph waltz in another story yes and just like christoph waltz maz mickelson brings this kind of gravitas to a role especially when he plays a villain where he is he plays a very sinister villain but also kind of a guy you can have a drink with you know, it's like, it's this very charismatic persona that has this, like, air of, like, intrigue and, like, like very sinister prowess floating beneath the surface that is just really fun, for sure. Yeah, and, like, I, just, just like we can think of, like, specific scenes with Christoph Waltz, you think of specific scenes, like, you always think of the... Uh, the the ball buster scene in the James Bond series with him and Daniel Craig. Like yeah. that's always one of the most sinister scenes that you think about. Uh or the Casino Royale table. I mean it's the same movie, but like, you know, when he's at the table with the eye. For sure. No, I I, I, I you know, we don't even know what he's gonna play. We don't know if he's gonna be the villain or something like that. I mean he, right. I mean he looks like a Nazi. That's a lot of that's that's like half the villains in all the Indiana Jones movies. Um let's talk about James Mangold, my man. I love James Mangold. The first movie that I watched of James Mangold is 310 to Yuma, uh, which is a fantastic Western flick, of course. And, and, and since then, he's gone on to do some fantastic films. Walk the Line, fantastic biopic. Uh, and Ferrari versus uh, Ford, which just came out, really fun movie. And, of course, Logan. Uh, Logan, he also did, I think, uh, the one before, the Wolverine movie before that, I think, is what he did. Um, he, this guy has been rising in the ranks of, of doing movies, 
uh, you know, kind of Oscar Beatty movies, but then he's also gone into genre stuff with Logan as well. The thing that James Mangold brings to a film that I just really love is his ability to bring in character pathos into uh, into character action, if that makes sense at all. Yeah. So like Logan, for sure. Uh, Logan and and also um, 310 to Yuma, if you've seen that movie, it's really good. Uh, he, he, he And of course, uh, Ford versus Friari. There are these moments in those movies where the main character, our protagonist, has to make a decision about what to do. Um, and those moments are always so fraught with just incredible um, uh, uh, amounts of of thrill and pathos that then inform the action that the character is about to take. Um, in Ford versus Ferrari, it is the moment where uh, Christian Bale decides to go back in the race and go forward with this plan to just be part of all the Fords in the race instead of winning the cup. In Logan, it's the moment where um, Logan realizes he's about to he's about to do everything and let it all go and die for the for for the future and the future generations. His his his, his ability to bring out the just pure acting prowess of his protagonist is incredible. And I want to see an Indiana Jones movie with that kind of prowess to it. I want to say that I love Steven Spielberg. I think he's one of the greatest directors to ever live. And I think he still has good movies in him. He has not done the Steven Spielberg thing with movies in the past 10, 15 years. I don't know what it is. Um, I, I think I think a lot of it just has to do with the fact that I've said this before and I'll say it again. Being surrounded by yes men, yes men. really, really kind of takes down your ability to be a creative on an upper echelon. I, I, I think that's what it is. I, I don't, I don't want to say anything else about that because it doesn't seem that he has any less ability as a filmmaker. He does these big, big budget movies. But his last Indiana Jones film fell flat. His last big budget Hollywood film, Ready Player One, I still really like. It just didn't. It didn't. It didn't. It didn't move forward for me in the way that I think his other films have. I just haven't seen a blockbuster in, in a blockbuster Steven Spielberg movie do the things that a Steven Spielberg movie does in a while. And I am just really, really like thrilled and excited that James Mangold. Uh, a filmmaker of our generation, a new filmmaker of our generation who's done really good films is able to come to do a big budget blockbuster like Indiana Jones. I, I, I think his work in 310 to Yuma, which is a really good, fantastic Western film, coupled with his work and character work with his other films of late, really gets me excited for an Indiana Jones film, which, you know, in and of its essence is a period, it's a period action movie. You know, that's that's what those movies are. And I'm just super excited and ecstatic to see him deliver that in this in this world, man. I, I really am for sure. I love your excitement. I actually I think I think you're right on a lot of those on a lot of those aspects. I think uh, Jonathan Kasdan can do a good job. Um, but when I look at when I look at the, you know, what's written in front of me, I don't believe it's going to happen. I have to be the antagonist in this. Uh, okay. I, I hope I'm wrong. Like I hope a hundred percent I'm wrong. But the way I look at Jonathan is that I think he does better when he writes his own thing. I don't, mm. I think it's hilarious that the guy who wrote, uh, the guy who directed the Wolverine directed, uh, wrote and directed Logan because those were two different fucking films. Those <laughs> were two different films. And the one, and I, I can't like, no one will ever believe they're they're directed by the same person because one was totally hated by some of um by some of like the fans and one was totally loved. And the only thing that makes me nervous, I'm just looking at it, is that Jonathan um uh, I'm sorry, not Jonathan, uh James Mangold James, James, is yeah. who I'm talking about. I apologize. James Mangold um is really good when he uh, writes the screenplay for what he's directing. Uh, Ford Ford versus Ferrari is that really cool like it's that really cool like breaker of that ice. But yep. like, can can he do a repeat? 
because I loved um oh and 310 to Yuma. So like, you know, it's 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 been done. I loved Walk the Line. I think Walk the Line was a great fantastic movie. I think it has a very similar um uh, character turn in it as well when he's going to stop like when he stop going when he's going to stop and he sees that like it's kind of similar to um attack the block when he realizes what he's been doing to others and it's not no it's no longer just affecting him it's affecting others around him he wants to be the bigger man and i love i love that he writes like he kind of directs that in such a clean way in everything he's ever done uh, even girl interrupted which had a fucking phenomenal cast early in his career. Um, did you ever watch Girl Interrupted? I've watched it before. Uh, it's been so long since right. I've seen it, though. But, I mean, like, that had Jared Leto, Jeffrey Tambor, uh, Whoopi Goldberg, fucking uh, Angelina Jolie, Winona Ryder. I think Jolie won Best Supporting Actress. She won an Oscar for that movie. Uh, so like he's he's been there, man. He's done it, and I I hope I hope he can like do it again. Uh, where uh, where I where he gets shaky is like these writing credits. That's why I kind of said uh, mistakenly said Jonathan Kasdan earlier because like I don't care for his writing credits. <laughs> like I hope he can write a good movie, <laughs> but like I don't think the dude that wrote you know I don't think the dude that wrote the solo story, the one that we were just talking about. <laughs> and some episodes of Dawson's Creek. And like the only thing I see that he's done to me that's like was good was Freaks and Geek, an episode of Freaks and Geeks. So like why are we putting this guy in charge of a screenplay? <laughs> like that's scary to me. Yeah. For sure. Uh, well, why not yeah, why not just you, give totally it to the guy right. that you like? I mean, like I like James, James Mangle. Go ahead and give him the screenplay. Don't give it to this other kid. <laughs> <laughs> No, for sure. I, I totally I totally understand that. Um and, and you're totally right in everything you said for sure. And in the one thing the one thing I, I hate to fucking say this, but it's I just I feel it in my bones. I'm so happy Spielberg isn't doing this movie. Yeah. Uh, I mean, and, like, at least at least we got that, right? Yeah, and, <laughs> and like <laughs> like that alone like gives me a lot more hope for this. <laughs> Like I, I don't know why, but like like Steven Spielberg has made incredible movies lately. He just hasn't made blockbusters really well lately. They're just not catchy. They're not heartfelt. They don't have the the just the the nice ingenuity that he used to bring to film. I don't I don't know what it is. Like I say before, it's the yes men thing. Just when I didn't like. Just when I thought I couldn't love James Mangold enough, do you see that he did the animation screenplay of Oliver and Company? What? <laughs> no. <laughs> he wrote the animation screenplay of Oliver and Company. Isn't that the movie with Aristocats? Wow. Like with the song and all that. Dude, I love I love this. This no, is he funny. He's been around, man. Yeah, no, hundred percent. That's like the one. Yeah, fucking. That's fucking funny. <laughs> so he he's been around with Disney for a while, which, yeah. which kind of makes sense why they would actually give him the reins of one of their biggest movies. Well, even he's, Night and he, Day, even Night and Day, I thought like you know, unpopular opinion maybe, but Night and Day was actually a really solid movie, and I just don't think it was marketed well. <laughs> like it was yeah. just like a weird. It was it was weird how they marketed it. They they just kind of just threw it out there. We're gonna put Tom Cruise and Cameron Diaz together, and like nobody yeah. wanted to go watch it. And I was like, why would y'all do this? Because I I watched it, and it was kind of entertain. It was kind of entertaining. It was it was like uh, I think it was happening too much in Hollywood at that time because I feel like Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie had the same movie come out like a year later. So yeah. It was definitely, it was really inventive. I really liked his character too. I like Tom, that's one of the movies I like Tom Cruise's character in. Cause he like, cause the whole crux of that movie was like Tom Cruise was playing an agent of some kind. And then Cameron Diaz was just basically a layman, just a regular person. And then Tom Cruise was just following her around, saving her life from all of these random acts of just like craziness. And like, and like the, 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 and like towards the end, it just became like, 
apparent that he was actually the good guy, but you kind of were like, is he really the good guy or is he just the bad guy that's following her around? Yeah, yeah no, it was like, a very uh, inventive action. Film I always call sure. this guy, uh, I always call this guy Edward Norton's evil twin, Peter Skarsgård. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's so true. He just, he just looks so like, true. he just like, Oh, wait, when did Edward Norton start balding? Oh, I guess that's not him. Okay. Like, <laughs> like... <laughs> that's funny. No, you're so right about that for sure. <laughs> no, um, like, you're, no, you're totally right. Um, man, uh, I, 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 I still have hope this. Um, I genuinely believe this is going to be better than Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. I think I can say that unequivocally. Um, uh, and that's not saying I'm so sorry, but that's not saying much. Like, you know, you're right. you're, that's <laughs> like, why I brought it. That's, that's it's low hanging fruit. That's <laughs> why I even said it. Uh, it's really not. That movie is so weird and bad. It's just that movie is bad shit. It is the oh my god. The last twenty minutes of that movie is just insane. Um, but but yes, I'm glad that Mangold is giving the reins of one of the biggest action franchises in history. Um, and I am excited for this cast. I think it's going to be decent. Uh, I'm, I'm excited to see this. Uh, I'm more excited that Spielberg is gone. I've said that. I just am. It's just what it is. Uh, but yes, 100%. Where, Anything else where, you want to say on this one, man? Where did Shia go? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Shia LaBeouf is being me too left and right. That's what's happened <laughs> to Shia. That's what happened to Shia. Which sucks, man, because I got to tell you, man, you know, like, I really fucking had hope for Shia LaBeouf, man. I thought he was going to be the next movie star of our generation because we grew up with Shia, bro. Yeah. We grew up with Shia LaBeouf. I Digging fucking holes. love even Stevens, man. I oh, yeah. love that show, man. Uh, and he was just a good comedic actor. I really liked him. But yeah, it is what it is, man. It is what it is. Anyway, I think we did it, my man. Mm-hmm. Uh, please uh, like, share, subscribe. Let us know what you would like to see in the next installment of the Indiana Jones franchise. Do you think Harrison Ford is too old to be playing this? And do you think he'll do anything at all in this movie besides just sitting down like he's been doing in all of his roles as of late? Um, again, we are available to all the podcasting platforms known to humanity. Also, YouTube channel Kinetic Impressions. Uh, Drew, what do we always tell the fine people of the internet? Go watch Phoebe Waller. I mean... A fucking movie. <laughs> Go, Go watch, watch a, a fucking movie. movie. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much. This has been Kinetic Impressions Movie News. Have a good one. All right. <laughs> <laughs>